Um, thanks for being patient. Super glad that you guys are on. Um, today I have Robin on. She is from Idaho, all the way up towards Boise. Um, obviously, I put it out there. We're going to be talking about fitness, nutrition, health, that kind of stuff. So Robin has like quite the list of questions that she's going to go over. Um, we did, did kind of want to keep this Chats with Fire a little bit more like a Q&A style as well. So um, I don't, I mean, do we do we have a preference? Like, do we want to do Q&A like towards the end or just as we're going? How, how do you want to do that? Do it like as okay. we're going. Um, hey, like, <laughs> um, but yeah, we can do it like as we're going. I have a ton of questions that you guys have asked me since like the beginning of the year when I first put out questions, whatever you guys have asked on her stuff and then also on my recent um, story post. So I have like 15 questions that I've combined down. A lot of them were similar. So I just kind of condensed them down a little bit to some of like the major topics, but we'll hit as many as we can. Um, we can talk about whatever anyone's got, you know, they can throw it in the chat and we'll answer it as well. I'm totally fine with that. Sounds good to me. Okay. Um, so what I usually like to do too, is if you want to maybe give a little background about like your journey in fire and like with fitness to how you got into that and then floor is yours. Perfect. All right. Well, as she said, my name is Robin. I am an engine captain in Oregon, um, but I live in Idaho. So I just travel to work every day. Um, and then I've been in fire for, this is my 13th year, my 13th season. Um, I started out on a structure department when I was 17 and I absolutely hated it. So I joined Wildland and loved it. Um, I just didn't like being inside. It was too much of like, oh, you're just gonna sit inside until we get something versus Wildland where you get to go outside and you get to go do project work. You get to be, you know, just enjoying every part of the job itself. Um, so I fell in love with it. I stuck with it. I moved around a bunch. I've been all over. I worked in Idaho. I worked in uh, Mississippi, Montana, Alaska. Um, Alaska was a two week detail up there, but I've pretty much been all over so. the U.S. for it. Um, absolutely love it. Like I, a couple of years ago, I got injured on the job. Um, I herniated a disc, at least that's what I think was what happened. And I tore my hamstring, um, which really like it put me out for 10 months and I sat in dispatch for the summer. It happened the first day of work, which was terrible timing. Um, but I had the first day of work. So it took about a month of getting everything figured out what had happened and stuff. And then they put me in dispatch. So I spent my summer in dispatch. I learned a lot. Um, I have a lot of respect for you. <laughs> I was going to say, how'd you like it? You know, the, <laughs> yeah, I loved it. I had a lot of fun with it. It's, not my preferred job, but I really enjoyed it. I learned so much about the mm -hmm. behind the scenes stuff that happened um, and like how ordering went through everything and just, you know, what makes our job easier on the line to help you guys yeah. and like awesome. vice versa and stuff like that. So it was really good. It definitely has a lot. Um, but the injury itself really got me thinking, like I was very angry about it because, you know, pain hurts and it makes you mad. And I was just in a bad mindset over it. So then what had happened was when I finally got cleared for work, I just dove right into, I need to get into better shape. Like this, what I understood from it, from the doctors that I saw, because I saw a neurologist, or a, yeah, a spinal neurologist. I saw a sports medicine doctor. I saw a general doctor. I had a CT scan or an MRI, like x-rays, ultrasound, everything tried to figure out what happened. Because no one could tell me what had happened. They just told me, oh, you tore, like you pulled your hamstring. And I'm like, this is what for months and I can't sit without having this sharp stabbing pain in my like my butt cheek basically and in my lower back and stuff and so um what had happened was ultimately the way that we our packs because we end up like we arch our backs and we it pulls our shoulders back and then we try and compensate for it and that eventually it would have happened anyways and it came down to my back and my core wasn't really as strong as what it should have been so I was over for everything and so after I got cleared for work I dove right into it and spent a year um, just working out I hired a trainer so I knew what I was doing and everything and then I started thinking about like what are we really doing on the line or at work that's really mm -hmm. helping us for fire season and then I started about nutrition and everything and it just like blew my mind mm -hmm. how much stuff actually goes into it and what we should be doing versus 
are doing. And so I dove headfirst this last year into getting my personal training certification. So I got that at the beginning of um, 2022. I can't believe it's 23. <laughs> but yeah, the 2020 training, a conditioning coach class um, to learn a bunch about that because it's the style of training that we should be doing. And then I also took an online fitness and nutrition course, which was very much more nutrition based than the fitness side of things. And I learned a ton of stuff about nutrition and how we should be eating, how like labels, like food labels get away with some of the stuff that they put on there, um, like what to be looking for and everything. And then I talked with my district as well about um, revamping our district's like protocols for caterers and everything. So. Ultimately, the goal at the end of this year is to have a fitness and nutrition plan for firefighters that is adaptable for everybody. Um, currently, my plan or my thing that I'm working on at work right now is writing out a whole new fit or a nutrition plan for our district for this summer. And hopefully we can implement that so that our local caterers can provide us better food, a better quality food um, that actually supports us with like muscle retention and help us with recovery and all that kind of stuff. And then at the end of this year, um, my plan is to have this like adaptable fitness program that everyone can have access to. And it'll just be like an outline and it'll tell you like how you should break down a pre-season prep and season maintenance and a post-season recovery. So then it's just an outline that you can that's plan awesome. what you want to put um, in there. Way to go. So, that's super cool. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's a, lot, it's a lot of work and I was wanting to have it last year, but it, you know, realistically it wasn't the timeline wouldn't work because I needed to learn as yeah, possible yeah. about it first and so now I'm inventing a bunch of stuff for myself like I hired myself another coach a conditioning coach so that way I can mm -hmm. do a lot of the stuff that I want to do but also have guidance on it so that way when I implement these things for other people I know yeah what I'm talking about yeah. and I've experienced it myself so that's what um my little yeah that's super exciting and i think too like whenever you have like a, a per personal ambition or like it's something that's affected you you're going to be so much more passionate about it so like knowing that you went through that and it was something you were determined you know for yourself like okay i'm going to do this like if if i, I were to approach you with questions i'd be like yeah okay I'm, I'm more apt to believe her because she has a reason to want to know this so Exactly. That's that's the thing too. Is like I've looked around, and obviously there's people out there. Like I know you had yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cassie on here a couple of ago, and she was talking about uh, fitness for firefighters and stuff too. But there's really not anyone specific out there that has like a set standard. Our standard is not that great. It's a lot of old research that they're still mm -hmm. implementing at like the national level. And if you look at some of the, um, like I help teach our women in wildfire boot camp in the fall and I get the, um, the section mm -hmm. about demands of the position and the videos in there are so old that it's talking about, oh, we're hoping to see in the next year or two, the sack lunches that we already have out on the fire line. So, so it's like all, yeah. And that's what I, I saw that laughed so hard at it and I'm like this is exactly what's going on already they haven't updated their videos they haven't updated their information yeah. for us that they're teaching us so I read a whole section for this class um and I like we have to show the video it's part of the course obviously but then afterwards I go in and I talk about well this is what's already out on the line this is what you guys are seeing in your sack lunches and your sack breakfast the same way that we're getting for these things and hey, stuff Ronnie. and so um <laughs> hey Ronnie um and then, so, like this uh, like driven my whole this whole thing is like driven every desire of mine so I want mm -hmm. to fix all of this stuff as much as possible and so it starts obviously with ourselves and then so I help train firefighters right now that's my ultimate goal is to be training firefighters that are in the job and want to improve or the ones that are starting out so that they can go in and they're set ready to go from the very start um and then also change it at our district level and then hopefully in the next couple that's years be able to change it at a national amazing level. I'm all for it What's that? I'm down, down to do it. But it's a big ambition. Yeah. I'm down to do it. And I am very. And I think, it, too, so. there's so many people who've been in it for a while who also realize things have changed since the videos or, you know, even in the past handful of years. Like, people are aware of that and they want to see changes, but it's going to take people like yourself being like, okay, yes, we want to change. Let's do something about it. Um, 
yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So if anyone's out there that's interested in all of this stuff and would love to work with me on it, please reach out to me because I would love some extra and another set of yeah. eyes and stuff on it too. So like that would be, but no, so that's a lot of what um, my goal is and stuff. Like part of it too, was that I got stuck in this position. I bottlenecked my own career um, because I worked on Helitag. So I worked on engines for four or five years and then I switched to Helitag for mm -hmm. five and then I got stuck. And I wasn't really wanting to go back to engines, but I had to, to advance okay. like GS levels. Um, so I like, switched back over to engines and then it's not my passion anymore. Like hell attack and aviation is still mm -hmm. my passion in fire. Um, that's where like my husband was in aviation and stuff like that. We worked on hell attack together, but um, I want to be able to, to still do the things that I love in this fitness and fire. So I'm combining all of those together. And trying to, like I said, yeah. things make it better for everybody. Awesome. So, um, I don't know if we want to questions um, or. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen yeah. anybody else come through with like questions or commentary yet. So I just say, let a book. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. The biggest question I get that I get all the time is pack test prep. Um, and I wanted to talk a little bit about what the pack test is and the intent behind it because I feel like our, our view on the pack test is very skewed. Um, like I've also looked at it this way and it took until I started researching things and actually diving into it to mm -hmm. understand what the pack test was intended for. So like obviously the pack test is 45 minutes, you walk three miles um, with a 45 pound weight vest and it's not a run. It's like, you know, you want to do it as a sustained pace. Um, it's a conditioning test essentially is what it is. And so you're not trying to rush it as fast as you can. Obviously, you want to get done with it, but you want to be able to do it at a pace that you can maintain for that 45 minutes. And so, you know, every place is different. Like most places, it is 45 minutes, but like down in Moab, where I worked um, a couple years ago, we got an additional little bit of time because of the elevation. So you have a little bit of, sometimes get a little bit, um, but really it is that 45 minutes that you want to aim for. So... I feel like our view on it, like there's two ways that you can, in my mind, there's two ways that you can prep for it. Obviously it's just do it when you get there, but that's opening you up for injury. Like the shin splints, the <laughs> muscle aches, yeah, your quads, shoulders hurt. So practicing for it, um, I wrote out a 12 week and an 18 week, so three month and a four month pack test prep. And that's going to be available in my bio to download for free as soon as we are done with this live um, but really what it is, my thought process behind it, and everyone's going to have their own different opinion about it and fitness in general. But if you start out with zero weight your first time and get your pace down, and then every week for the 12 weeks, you add uh, five pounds every week until you hit 55 to 60. That way, when you go to do your actual pack test, that 45 pounds is 75 to 80% of your max. That way you're not pushing yourself 100% of the time for that 45 minutes. And then you give yourself a little bit more leeway. Your lungs feel better when you're trying to breathe. Your shins mm -hmm. aren't hurting as bad. Um, and then for the 18 week as well. But once you hit week nine, after that you up your weight every two weeks until you hit that 55 to 60 pounds. But everyone goes in and like, this is the biggest thing that I see with our new seasonals, like our brand new employees is that Everyone comes in and they're like, yeah, I'm ready to go. I'm in good shape. But then they do the pack test and they're like, I'm not in good shape anymore. I can't do this. It's like bad. This bad. So start practicing for it. And like I said, everyone's going to have their different opinions on it. And I'm probably going to hear it from other people, especially at my work. Yeah. No, you just do it. But it's, it's a lot, it's a lot more beneficial for you if you actually practice and you prep for it. So there's, like I said, there's going to be a 12 week and an 18 week breakdown with the weekly like a week suggestion, um, a seven day suggestion of how I would implement training mm -hmm. with a strength training recovery. That's rest cool. and the path in there. Yeah. I, so I actually, there was somebody that they, they sent me a message and were like, people really need to train to learn how to walk. And I was like, well, you know, I think typically the, the thought is like more geared towards people who are coming into fire and who maybe haven't done a pack test or maybe they're in it for a couple of years, whatever. I, let's see, my first year in fire was 2016, like I was doing dispatch and some of the girls were like, oh yeah, we're going to do it just for the heck of it. And I was like, yeah, sure. Okay. I don't know what I'm getting into. And at the time, like I wasn't focused on my fitness. So I just did it like right there on the spot. 
finished with like two seconds to spare and I thought I was going to die. And for people who don't really know what to expect or even like I knew what to expect, like, okay, this is the goal. This is what I need to do. But without training, without conditioning my body, like I was completely fried for the next several days. And I don't know. I think it's just like you're doing your body a disservice if you're not prepping it, you know? Yeah, it takes such a toll on your body, too. And that's part of it, too, is, like, the recovery aspect of it. And, but, like, I've had it in the past, like, this past season when I just did my pack test. I learned, like, I've, since I dove deep into lifting and everything, I've, re like, rebuilt muscles that I didn't have. I've rebuilt the stabilizing, you know, ones for my knees and my ankles. But I learned, like, right side of my ankle on my right leg was killing me halfway through the pack test and like you have to push through it but i also made the mistake of not prepping for the pack test i focused so much on thing that i was like i want to get stronger i want to build muscle i want to be as big as possible mm -hmm. but i didn't do the conditioning aspect of it and that's what bit me in that that like this past year and so this this winter i'm focusing on the conditioning side mm -hmm. of things as well as strength training and but like i talked to so many people afterwards are like, man, my shins hurt, my hips hurt, my back hurts, like my shoulders hurt. Like, well, yeah, because your body's not used to carrying that weight. And obviously the weight vest is right. different than your pack, but you can use your pack, pack test. You, it just has to be weight. Like you can put 45 pounds of weight in there if that's what you're comfortable with or a backpack or whatever, but they just have to weigh it and verify that it is 45 pounds. You don't absolutely have to use that, that weight vest. So if you find something that's a little bit more comfortable for you, like I personally hate having that Vest, like, especially on my chest as I'm walking. <laughs> so I put, yeah, there is the female shaped vest, yeah. but not every district has those, and those are the ones that have like the Y. So it's just a little bit easier on your your chest, and then most of the weight it just sits on your back versus on your chest and evenly spread out. And then the guys are like the guys' vest is the one that sits more over your chest completely. But I personally like put my hands underneath the the weight vest and like kind of like in that gap so that I don't have that like pounding but it sucks yeah. and it's so hard and then you know like a lot of people see what happens with the pack test is when they're walking they like squat down a little bit almost essentially like a duck walk and then they're just like low and they go fast That's and then so good to practice uh, like you play is that what it's probably supposed to be? yeah I think that's what yeah it's supposed to be. totally yes like, you should be practicing for what you're going to do. It's just like with sports and stuff, like every practice is meant to be exactly mm -hmm. what you're going to be doing on the field. And so everything that we should be doing is practicing like we're going to be, you know, hiking. And we do a lot of hiking. We do a lot of walking <laughs> and everything. Yeah, I kind of figured that's what you meant. Was but yeah. So the pack, like, like I said, we've had a really bad, I think it's a really bad view on it mm -hmm. versus, you know, just shut up and do it. That mentality, I kind of needs to go away for a lot of things in our job. We need to actually be practicing and conditioning ourselves for that prior to going in, which is just ultimately going to set you up for better success during fire season. Because if you don't go into fire season prepped and ready to go and like, in you know, as good a shape as possible, once you get out there and you have to hike up a hill with your pack on and a saw and hose packs and all that kind of stuff, like you're going to be like, what am I doing? This is stupid. Why did I make this decision? But if you go in and you're, you're ready for it, then you're, yeah. It's going to be a lot more enjoyable. I mean, you. when I did my, my first season on the, well, first and only season so far on the engine, I mean, yeah, I was, like, trying to do stuff to get in shape beforehand. I was practicing for the pack test and, I don't know, lifting a little bit here and there. But once we actually started the season, my particular station was very heavy on just hiking. Like, they didn't do any kind of lifting. There wasn't any, like, really anything else. It was hiking and running. And, like, I'm I'm just point blank. Like, I'm terrible at running. It is not my strong point. Um, and it, it really sucked, like, the whole season because I was, like, okay, I, like, I know I'm capable of this, but, like, my body is not ready for this, like, okay, all of a sudden you're carrying 60 pounds every day hiking up crazy steep mountainsides. And, like, I thought I was prepped, but I definitely wasn't. So I'm... I'm all for, like, prepping 
prepping, but prepping in the proper way to like optimize your body. Like your body becomes the tool. So why not, why not have that as ready as possible? Yes, exactly. So, um, so the next question, which I loved this question was the one about how to stay motivated to like want to prep for fire season or even just stay motivated during fire season. Um, biggest suggestion I can give you guys is to find something that you enjoy doing. So not everybody loves strength training running. I personally hate cardio, but you know, I like more of like the hit style workouts to get my heart rate up and everything like that. So that's mm -hmm. what I do and what I focus on. Um, but if you find something that you enjoy, it's going to be a lot easier for you to want to stick with it, whether it's, you know, finding CrossFit gym with a group of people to work out, group workouts, video led workouts, running outside, just doing your workouts outside or if they're at home or at a gym or whatever, just finding that thing that makes you happy that you enjoy doing is going to be a lot easier to stick to. Um, and then also to get comfortable with the process because a lot of people want results overnight and that doesn't happen, especially in fitness. Um, you have to get comfortable with the process that you're going to have mm -hmm. your good days. You're going to have your bad days. And this goes with fire season in general too. Have your good days you're going to have your bad days but it's how you handle it and how you focus on improving yourself so what can you do to improve yourself every single day um and then also find your reason so it could be anything it doesn't have to be fire specific but it could be anything from like long-term health and longevity to wanting to get stronger to wanting to you know set a better example for other people is so if you find your reason and you're comfortable with everything and how everything works and then you know being happy with what you're doing, it's going to be a lot easier to stay motivated. I think for me too, like to piggy piggyback off of that, realizing like working out or taking care of myself, like that's an opportunity. Like that's, that's opportunity for growth. And it's kind of that mindset thing, like looking at it as, Hey, this is something that I'm able to do. And I get to do this instead of, oh, God, I have to go work out again. Like it's difficult cold but like being in the proper mindset of like hey this is a good thing like for for myself like that helps a lot too instead of just feeling like it's some kind of a checklist like a task you know yeah yeah yes no i can't i before like i said i i looked back at my previous fire seasons after I got hurt and looked at my fitness levels and stuff. And that was always what it was to me. It was just a checklist. Like, okay, we're going for a run today. I hate running. I have to go do this and get it done. Yep. And this is terrible. And now I look at it. I get to go run today. I get to go lift today. I get to go do this. I go. I try and like help, especially everyone on my crew specifically. And then on my district, a lot of the people that I work with, I try to help change that mindset towards it too, because like you said, that makes, mm -hmm. it makes a huge difference in how you view yeah, it. Yeah, I, I used to dread. I'd be like, oh, we have to go on a hike again. Like, it's 100 degrees outside. This sucks. I don't want to do it. I'm already tired from, like, two weeks ago, blah, blah, blah. And now, granted, I'm not I'm not doing that. Like, I'm, I'm training, but not, like, doing all the hiking. I'm lifting. But it's more like, okay, even on the days where I'm not super excited about it, I'm like, you know what? This is a progress like this is a this is a step this is like something i get to do like go in there and get it done like this is a good thing yeah yep yeah nope, i love my workouts in the morning i'm one of the only ones at my work right now that uses the gym um because we're doing it's project season and so a lot of them come in early and they leave and when they all get there and like i show up i go right to the gym immediately yeah. and my boss knows he's like did you get your workout <laughs> in today i know you're really like, did you get work out in like, no, not yet. He goes, well, go get your workout in because I know you're not going to be happy until you get it done. And, but yeah, I mean, but love, like, that is the first thing I have to do every day, especially at work. Yeah. And then obviously the rest days and stuff, I try and implement during the week and stuff. But like, as soon as I get to work, the first thing I do is yep. I go and I work out and I get it done. And it like, that's my mood for the day too. But um, the next question we got was, should you hike or work out every day in the off season? Uh, absolutely not. So talking about like the recovery and being tired and all that stuff, it kind of ties into this with, it's so important to protect your rest days. Um, I highly suggest two rest days a week if you can manage it, if not one full rest day and one active rest day. So active rest day being like lift cardio, 
So low intensity, steady state cardio, like walking or jogging, where your heart rate's up, but it's not like difficult for you to talk, but that way you're still doing something, you're still moving your body. But having a full rest day where you don't do anything, you give your body the chance to relax, recover. Um, and then also, if we're working ourselves, which is what happens during fire season, typically, is that we end up working seven, 14 days, 21 days straight with a hardly any rest or recovery time. Um, so in the off season, and like what we should be doing in the fire season as much as possible too is giving that downtime where we can relax and recover because that's where muscle building is going to happen that's where recovery is going to happen is when we're relaxing and we're letting our bodies just do what they need to do um so like sleep is a really big thing too with it when it comes to like protecting your recovery time and your rest time um we should be aiming for seven to eight hours of sleep a night on average that way your body has enough time to rebuild like use the energy that you've done or you've used or you know, consumed during the day and stuff, let your muscles recover, let your body just do whatever it needs to do to help you build that muscle, feel better, not be so sore, whatever it is. Um, but we tend to not be able to really do that during fire season. So it's super important that when you can take a rest day that you actually take that rest day um, and sleep as much as possible. Like what I do with my two on my truck is I know when we're like driving to a fire we're driving to a fire assignment or whatever i tell them hey like if you need to take a nap take a nap but only one of you gets a nap on the way there and then on the way back the other one can nap or something or like rotate off and on that way you guys can get some sleep um because i drive a heavy so i'm the only one that can drive it because you know cbl procedure and stuff like that so i let them as much as possible um and then our district is getting a lot better at when our fires aren't as active like we have a lot of overnight fires we discuss grass grass and sage on our districts a lot of you know those big fires or those fires that go big Mm -hmm. really fast and then they die down when everything starts to die down we start prioritizing like okay you've been up the longest you go take some rest time you go clock off and get some sleep as much as possible whether it's two hours or four hours or whatever but we try so hard to get as much um sleep as possible and rest as possible and so like focusing on that as well during fire season if you can if you can justify it if you have the means to do so but also during the off season just really focusing on allowing your body to recover um but working out you know four to five days a week i love 45 minute workouts that's like my personal sweet spot is you know i have enough time to get what i need to get done and then i can feel good for the day and i feel like i've done what i needed to do um, I don't really suggest doing those hour and a half, two hour workouts where you're just going as hard as possible. And that's just overworking your body mm-hmm. and adding extra stress that you don't need. So what's your typical like workout right now? Like, it varies a little bit. I just switched up my workout routine. So I'm still trying to get it down. So I'm like, I'm in the gym for like at least an hour, but that's just because I'm like, okay, I want to make sure I'm doing this right. Engaging properly. Um, I have like my leg day that usually takes around an hour, maybe a little bit more, just kind of depending on how quick I'm busting stuff out. Um, but there's like when I'm super dialed in like 45 minutes, that's pretty typical. Um, I also kind of feel weird. So many people do, oh, yeah, get in there for an hour and a half, and you got to be working super, super hard and all this. But it's like if you're getting a quality workout in and you're, like, actually using the muscles or getting in the cardio, like, you're you're doing what you're there to do, I don't really feel like you need to be in there for two hours. You're just kind of wasting time. Like, you're not being efficient. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Like you could get a solid workout in oh, yeah. with four exercises. And if you do like your first one, your compound lifts, like four sets of however many reps mm-hmm. you want to do, six to eight reps or whatever, and then three more like accessory movements or whatever kind of movements you want to do afterwards, you can get a really solid lift in. Like I have like one of my favorite leg days was four exercises and it kicked my butt and I had it done in 30 minutes and I like was sitting life right now but like this felt so good and you know you have to do those hour and a half mm-hmm. long workouts like it's not it's not necessary to get a full workout in or get um a quality workout in and i think that's a that's like for the off season this is what i recommend because obviously during fire season we're going to be doing whatever happens whether we need to go hike 
for hours to get into a fire and then we start digging line and then we start you know doing whatever else and stuff but off season prep like i really wouldn't do more than a 45 minute workout give yourself time to recover give yourself time to um get a solid workout in and everything yeah. and then yeah. go from there i know like with what i'm doing too and so. You know, kind of take this as my disclaimer, like I'm not currently training for fire season, like I anticipate doing dispatch again in the business, whatever the season. Um, but I'm doing, you know, anywhere from like that 45 to an hour workout, like I said, just depending and then also getting in a walk every day, like, until recently, I've been mm -hmm. slacking on it. But just within the past, like, week and a half, two weeks, like I'm making a solid point now that it's not dumping rain, like 15, 20, 25 minutes like get out and walk every single day and it doesn't seem like a lot but you're still getting out and like having fresh air you're still moving like our bodies need that movement you know if we're just sitting around all day or not doing stuff like that's not doing anybody any good yes exactly and like the recommended steps per day anywhere from seven to ten thousand especially if you sit like a more sedentary job um it's like highly recommended that you get out and you walk. And even if it's for five minutes or 10 minutes, if it's you, like you take your dog and you walk to the mailbox yep. or whatever, at least you're getting some steps in that way, especially at the gym too, get more steps in. Like for me, what I have to do because I'm really bad about actually getting up off the couch when I get home from work is that um, I get up like in between my sets and I just pace back and forth. And so that's mm -hmm. a really good way to get your steps in um, or just steps in. And then when I get home, like I, like, I know if I sit down on the couch, I'm not going to get back up to really do anything. So I get everything I need to done, get done first when I get home before I sit down. And so I, like, will walk around the house and I will, you know, grab whatever I do, do laundry, yeah. feed the dogs, play with the dogs, whatever it is. Um, and my other favorite way of getting steps in when I go grocery shopping is that I purposely grab one item and then I walk to the other side of the store okay. and grab something else. And then I walk back to grab something. And it's really, that's, like, not obviously not the most efficient way of grocery shopping but like that's what I do so yeah. that I could get more steps in because I'm kind of lazy when I can be and I love it and it's so awesome. I want to do as much more as possible if I don't have to and it's not it's cold outside we have snow on the ground like I don't want to you know go outside and do extra stuff and so I find like those little ways of being able to get in extra steps and my husband gets mad at me when we go grocery shopping because I just <laughs> he's like this should take 10 minutes not 45 <laughs> yes like, why don't, it's like, I hate going to the grocery store, but I only go in, I grab what I need, and I get out. Why does it take you so long? I'm like, because I go in That's and hilarious. get steps in. Find, find ways to do what you need to yeah. do to get your steps in and stuff. I mean, I'll even part, not not all the time, but, like, there's times I go to the store, and I'm like, I'm not going to take that front row parking. Like, I'm going to park way towards the back. Like, it's a pain in the butt. Like, I can park right up yeah. front, but, like, I'm going to walk. I got legs. Yeah, and push your car What's that? From people. So it's less likely to get like True. damage to your car from like True. people door dinging yeah. you and stuff. So what I do is I park middle yep. to back if I That's can. That's funny. Mm. Mm -hmm. So the other question, because um, I know we're like 40 minutes in on this, so we'll kind of try to move it along. <laughs> I don't want to waste a lot of people's time, but um, do you have have any job specific workout recommendations so like we kind of talked about anything that's really going to help you in the job so like i love to find job specific movements so like if you're running a chainsaw obviously that's really hard on your arms it's a lot of like holding it out and everything it's hard on your shoulders and your back and your core and everything so like front raises with holds i do a lot of like offset so like i'll do like one side and you hold it out and go for you can go to failure if you want to, or you can just hold it for like three seconds and then lower it back down. Um, so that's a really good one or offset carries. So like a farmer's carry. Um, if you take like a kettlebell, you could do it. There's a couple ways that you could do it. So you could do a heavier weight on one side and a lighter weight on the other side. So it engages your core so that it has to like stabilize itself. It has to pull against itself. You know, mm -hmm. it has to really like work itself while you have this that weight, which is pretty typical when we're carrying yeah. awkward weights for work. Um, the chainsaw like on one side and then we've got like our hand tool on the other side it's you know essentially the same thing so you find exercises that mimic mm -hmm. some of the movements that we typically do um there's like line digging is another one that i love to touch on especially like for the women in wildfire classes is one i'd love to touch on because good mornings i don't know if you've ever done a good morning 
or if you guys have ever heard of good morning exercises are them are you like the, the movement yeah, i just yeah. started those i you love like them that? yep uh so there's a couple ways i actually just started doing an overhead good morning and Ooh. that one is killer um so you take a plate like a 10 pound bumper plate or something and you hold it out in front of you and then when you do your good morning you just hold it out <laughs> it's sure. i have a video on my uh so I have a video of me doing it and I love them because it works like your shoulders. It works your core, yeah. it works your hips, it works your back. Like things that's a really a mm -hmm. pretty full body movement exercise. Um, but doing like good mornings is really good or even hose drags or, you know, if you have a tire that you can do tire slams on with like the hammer mm -hmm. sledgehammer or something like that, that's really good. Um, tire really good. Um, overhead presses for like you're stacking sticks or if you're moving stuff if you take a medicine ball and you find like this is one of the exercises I really liked for hell attack because a lot of times what's happening is you're loading gear into the helicopter and it's mm -hmm. about waist height maybe a little bit higher um depending on your helicopter like I worked on a light a type or a 407 for most of my time on hell attack and so like putting stuff in the bin was about waist height for me so if you grab a medicine ball or like a heavier medicine ball or a sandbag or something and you find a table that's mm -hmm. that you can or a bench or something that's right there you can practice that lifting motion of moving it in and working your core muscles and your arms yeah. and like holding that extra weight so just finding movements that mimic what you're going to be doing on the line and you can also look at it as of what kind of crew you're going to be on whether it's a hotshot crew or an engine crew or hell attack or whatever it is uh, and all this stuff ties into ad's and um factors like contract yeah contractors all of this stuff is stuff that you guys can be doing too um because it doesn't have to just be for federal specific or like mm -hmm. you know state specific crews as obviously i work for federal agencies for the blm um and i'm assuming you work for service um so i've worked state and i've worked for service so oh. yeah so it doesn't have to be that like anybody can do this stuff and this doesn't just tie into fire this ties into every other job that people work as well like if you just find movements that you know mimic or relate to what you're going to be doing and you focus on those mm -hmm. you're going to start building that muscle so that muscle memory is have to move stuff or you know just prepping yourself for it um but like i said it makes the strength and conditioning yeah. and again things that yeah. you enjoy doing yeah. it makes it a lot and i like that you said that too because it's like the the functional movement i think is really important like i said we did a lot of hiking which you know we did that on the job but when it came to you know stuff with hoses it was like we weren't training upper body so for me it was like okay shoot like you know a couple months in like I can crush a hike at that point but when it comes to deploying hoses or like hauling stuff around picking stuff up like that was a little different because I wasn't like we weren't training for that so I think that's super key is if you know these are the movements that I'm going to be doing train that way like use those same movements so that when you're actually doing it for the job, you're not like, oh shit, I can barely, you know, I can't even lift a pack or I can't, you know, put this in the helicopter. Yeah, exactly. And there's so many exercises that correlate to so many different things that we do, like lifting your pack, yep. right, upright rows, grab a, a barbell or like a plate. I love using the plate for this one because it works your grip strength as well. And it, like, if you're grabbing a pack and, I'm going to tie it back to yeah. Hell Attack for this one, too. Um, but, like, grabbing a pack and you're putting it in the helicopter, you know, you're lifting it up, and it's pretty much, you know, neutral grip width or whatever apart, and you're grabbing it and you're putting it in. And so you grab that plate and you have, like, the neutral grip on it, and you're pulling it up. That's working that muscle, and you're holding it, and you can do a hold on it if you want to. And you could also take your plate, and you could do an mm -hmm. outward press and bring it back in and do, you know, your lowering and then bring it back up and stuff like that. There's so many exercises out there that you can do in a whole variation of all of them and different like tempo work on them. So you could do a one, 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 like one second, one second, one second, one second kind of thing. Or you could do a longer hold on it. You could do a slow eccentric movement um, and a faster like concentric or whatever you want to do. There's so many different variations, tempos and reps and sets and all of that that you can do. You just have to find what works best for you. Um, highly suggest if you're getting into it, talking with a, a coach, um, that way you can, you know, be guided on how to do movements correctly. You can ask many questions as you want to do because there's so much information out there online. And before, everyone's got their own opinions on everything. And it's just going to be what works best for you. But also 
like I said, talking with somebody and working with somebody that knows what they're doing is going to be beneficial for you in the long run. Yeah, well. it's going to set you up for better absolutely. success. Getting your form down and all that. That's that's one of the things too. Is like you can work out. That's cool, but if you're not working out properly and you don't know your form, that's going to be a whole different ball game. So yeah, it just sets you up and then when you do a movement wrong or whatever and you get hurt it just <laughs> takes you out and it sucks Ugh. so but yeah so i guess we can talk a little bit more about the nutrition yeah. stuff because we just yeah. have 45 minutes talking about and oh, i know i said i like to keep it um, to an hour but honestly like i don't have anything super pressing to you so if we do end up going over like that's cool as long as you're you know feeling good about what we're doing yeah, um, we can just, I'm good with whatever. Okay, I have cool. Nothing else going on today. Um, but the question that I loved <laughs> that I got from, it was all one of yours, was does Red Bull really give wings? Uh, which I think is funny because I'm sitting here drinking oh, black it's rifle. a coffee. Yeah. It's a Black Rifle coffee. It's not an energy. I love Black Rifle. Um, we just went down to Salt Lake a couple weeks ago and we bought four bags of coffee and shirts and all that from them. We spent like $107, but we love Black Rifle. Um, like my go-to for when we're out on the fire line and we stop at a gas station like i grab the black rifle espresso with cream because it's got some protein in it obviously but they're just so they taste so good but anyway does red bull really give you wings uh no there was a whole <laughs> controversy on that i don't know if you remember there was a lawsuit about it because it was a false know. claim i don't know if you ever saw that energy drink yeah, so i'm kind of like nah i don't really care but I used to drink Red Bull all the time, and this, this is why I really love this question. So I used to drink Red Bull all the time, and I stopped a little over a year ago drinking energy drinks, and I just stick to coffee or tea now. Uh, every once in a while, like if it's the only option, yeah, I'll get it, but I'll get one of the ones that's like, um, like I'll go with the Lotus Energy if I can find it, which yep. is the plant-based energy drink. So it's a little bit more natural for you. Um, or I'll find like the BCA drinks or whatever that have energy in them from the gas station. Like I just, I don't like the overloaded sugar packed into the can and like the taste of Red Bulls, disgusting. I only like to flavor ones and I only like two specific ones and <laughs> I couldn't find it. I was so mad. And like, I realized like how addicted to it that I was getting and how much mm -hmm. I was relying on it. Um, which is funny. We tend to follow like an energy drink and candy or snacks diet when we're out on fires and you know, it's a huge thing that falls into like the nutrition part of everything with our job is that we don't feed ourselves properly or we're not, you know, supplying our bodies with what we actually need to function fully. We're just running on E and then we're like, well, I'm tired. I need energy. I'm going to grab an energy drink. I'm going to grab a coffee or whatever. And then we just start relying on that and it goes from that yep. to that to that every single day. And then we just start tearing our our bodies down and we're not recovering properly and we're not feeling ourselves properly and then it just just like almost mm -hmm. never ending cycle until you get and I think what you and I talked about before was that we get to this point where then it's like okay well I'll just wait till the end of fire season when I'm not working anymore like this is fine I'll just deal with this this summer it'll be fine and then we'll hit the season and then I'll just right. get back to where I was going and what I was doing all back on track after that and it's just like you can't just do that and expect to have you know, like meet your goals. Um, like one of the other questions we got was how you retain muscle during fire season. And this is a big thing about it is like, if you're not eating properly, you're not meeting your calorie needs, you're not meeting your macro needs, you know, like your protein needs and stuff like that, you're not going to retain muscle. Your body just break down fat and carbs. And then when it runs out of that as an energy source, yep. that's when it starts breaking down muscle. And that's the last thing that it wants to do. That's the last thing your body does. It goes um, yep. carbs, fats, and then protein. But as soon as it runs out of that, like, energy store in your body, it's just going to go right into breaking down your muscle. And that's when people start losing their muscle mass. That's when people start getting mad that, well, at the beginning of the season, I was, you know, I was really jacked and I had a lot of muscle. And then at the end of the season, I'm just, I feel so small. I feel so, like, out of shape and all that kind of stuff. And because we're not eating properly during fire season and we're not in this continuous cycle of, like, feeding our bodies, like, what we need, like I said. So um, the food we get on fire lines too like i love our caterers i appreciate everything that you guys do for us and like, but it gets pretty repetitive and it's you know i know it's the money thing is a lot um because you get a certain amount of money and this is what you can feed us you're trying to feed hundreds of thousands of people depending on where you are and 
you know, you're, you're doing the best that you can. And we really appreciate all the work that's done, but we would, it would just be nice to see a little bit more healthier options in our snack lunches instead of the meat sandwich, which is just like two slices of meat and then a slice of cheese and these thick ass slices of bread. Like we get it. We know you're doing the best that you can, but it would be nice to see a little bit more protein available for us because our lunches and our meals are designed to feed us fats and carbs so that way we have this energy source. But what happens is, especially with the sack lunches, and this is a big thing that I talked about at my work about wanting to change things is that we get the, it's like an elementary kid's dream lunch. <laughs> oh, geez. A lot of PB&J and trail mix and, and bars and... Granola bars, cookies, uh, fruit snacks, applesauce, Capri Suns, you know, candy. Like, I have a picture, I saved it from this past summer from down in Zion on one of the sack lunches that we got. And it literally was, it was an apple, it was cookies, it was a juice box, it was a handful of like Halloween candy, which was kind of disgusting because this was in June and it was Halloween candy. Um, and then grundola the bar and just a bunch carbs, of just carbs, junk carbs, processed, processed carbs. Yeah, they did the design lunches and the, the reason why they did that is they wanted us to be able to work and eat, work and eat, work and eat. But what happens is we get these blood like glucose spikes and the drop and spike and drop and spike and drop. And so, you know, it's a lot. It takes a toll mm -hmm. on your body when you're doing that. And so, like, I personally, like, this is one of the other questions we got is how much, like, how do you prepare for this or how do you you know set yourself up for success during fire season with all of this if you know your lunches or your meals aren't going to be as healthy as what you want them to be i personally keep a stash of snacks on my truck um i keep bars i keep protein powder if i need it i keep beef jerky you know snacks that i like that i know i will eat and that's going to help me i just keep a stash of it i have a bin on my truck that's for me and my seasonals have a bin that's for them they can put whatever they want to in there I keep a little plastic tote with all of my snacks in it. So that way, if I'm starving or if it's late night or if it's, you know, we're getting these lunches and for whatever reason our lunch isn't good or like I can't eat something in there, then I just, I know I have what I can and will eat with me and available. And I keep those snacks in my line gear. Um, but it's just, it's so much sugar and fat and carbs and it's not enough protein to help us retain muscle. So if you want to be able to retain uh, muscle, you have to be able to do it in your own way. You have to find the ways to do it and supplement it yep. because it's not going to be provided for you. It's just how it, yeah. it's not going to be provided for you. I know, like, since I've been doing more, like, weight training and stuff, I've gotten into um, Equip protein powder, and it's primarily, like, it's just protein. Like, it's got a couple grams of carbs and maybe a little bit of fat, but then it's, like, 20 grams of protein. And if I would have really... Been been on like the whole nutrition kick a couple years ago being on the engine i hands down like i would have probably taken a bag every single time that we went out because it's like you know like you said you know ahead of time like you're gonna be getting two pieces of white bread with a slice of craft cheese and the apple and the granola and the cookies like at that that point if you already know ahead of time that's what you can expect you just have to take that initiative and supplement like that's just kind of how mm -hmm. it is. Exactly. What's so called the quick? I can like send it to you or even put it in the like the caption for the video when I post it. But um, yeah, I really like it. They also have like collagen, and I think they have some recovery stuff too. Um, but it's it's pretty clean. It's all I don't know if you consider it like bovine, but um, like it's not it's not plant based. So. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, because I use Buff Chicks. Um, it's a third-party okay. tested company, and I love them. And, like, it's this little – it's a cute little bird that's, like, a Buff Chick. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, but other stuff, it tastes so good, but they also have vegan, and they have um, mm -hmm. regular, like, whey protein. And then they have greens and reds and, you know, pre-workout cool. and pump and, like, not – pre-workout and stuff and so I love all their stuff this is the one uh, especially for like pre-workout I love using pre-workout when I do my workouts but I also have found that most upset my stomach or have some kind of like long-term digestive issues so this is the only one that, that doesn't cause me any problems so I really like their stuff and their protein tastes really good I hate protein powder 
typically because it has like that awful way aftertaste but this one huh. it. but cool. i really love chicks yeah so but yeah like takes protein powders protein bars you know uh beef jerky that's my typical go-to to pack on the truck and have them available yeah. if i need it just to supplement and it's hard if you gotta supplement yeah. you gotta do that that's what you have i to know do. like I've even tried, I don't know, there's, like, random, like, protein puffs or different, like, random protein snacks that is not something I would normally go for, but just, like, right, right, like we talked about earlier, trying to consume enough protein, it can be difficult just in the day-to-day, -day, but when you're on the fire line, it's going to be so much more difficult, so it might even be beneficial, too, while folks are in the off-season or prepping in anticipation of not having access to protein, like, think about what kind of sources you can have and what can you take with you, like, something that won't take up a ton of space, something that'll last if it's 100 degrees, like, yeah, I think now's the time to be planning for that stuff, too. Yeah, exactly, and that was one of the other questions, was um, how to meal prep during fire season, so that's a harder one to really like decide what the best way is personally i do mm. freezer meals i love like burritos we will do a mass burrito making i do this chicken and uh like it's like a taquito i call them taquito burritos because it's like a taquito filling okay. but we make yeah. them into burritos like they're like burritos um but it's like like we use greek yogurt cheese chicken onions and peppers mix mm -hmm. it all together it's really high protein Put it in a tortilla, wrap it, and then we put it in the freezer and take it out thaw. You can throw it in the air fryer, you can throw it in the microwave, you can eat it cold. Because everything's cooked, like we pre-cook everything. And then, like my go-to for fire season, because like I said, it's very high protein. Uh, is really easy to pack around. I can throw it in the freezer, I can throw it in the fridge, um, air fry it if I want to, or just eat it cold, which is typically what happens. I bring it to work and we end up going somewhere. I just eat a cold burrito. Um, I personally love cold <laughs> meals. But that's just like, yeah, my choice is cold meals. I eat all my meal eating cold, but um, also like just prepping your basics. Like you can cook your meats and your veggies or whatever and portion them out and then you can freeze them. Like fire season is so hard because our rule in my household is you buy for two days at a time, three days at a time, or you buy buy freezer stuff because what happens if you get called out or you know something happens and you have to leave for a couple days but then a couple days turns into a week and all your food goes bad so we just buy for a couple days at a time we do for convenience which is freezer stuff essentially or canned veggies or something that's just easy to throw in the microwave or throw in mm -hmm. a pot and cook really fast or whatever um but just like prepping your basics and you can portion them out you can freeze them it's all you have to do is take out that one portion and take what you need so yeah. you don't have any waste yeah and then i think you guys talked about on the live with cassie was the shot crew that cooks their own I think food so. so it's been a while and yeah <laughs> yeah like yeah. i i just watched the other day um was listening to all your lives and stuff but i like this is what we used to do on uh, Moab Pell Attack is that when we would go out on assignment, we knew we were going to be out of service for a while. We'd get per diem or whatever, and everyone would just pitch in money. And we would have, like, we'd make a little campfire or whatever, and one person would go back at the end of the day, and they would make dinner. Something. And that way we had, you know, healthier options. We had warm food. We had good likes to eat, and that was tasty. And we would cook breakfast mm -hmm. in the morning, and we would have our lunches. And, you know, like, there's always that option, too, is, like, if you do go out on a crew, if you have the space for it, it's not every buggy, not every truck, not every Hell Attack Chase truck has the room for it. But if you have the room, you can mm -hmm. get those small little grills, the portable whatever, and take it with you. And then you can just get stuff that you can keep in the cooler if your crews allow you, because I know some crews mm -hmm. don't allow food in the cooler. Um, but if you have the space for it and you're, you have the chance to do that, like you could always just take stuff with you and yeah. cook your own food and just set yourself up. A lot of people, when we are on per diem, we go out on fire assignments, they buy a bag of bread they buy a container of lunch meat they buy some peanut butter some jelly you know stuff to make sandwiches yeah set themselves up that way and then it's just you know cooking yourself or making yourself the food that you enjoy and finding the ways around it like there's always a way to do whatever you want to do you just have to find the yeah. solutions that well work even you. like you said about 
doing your meal prep, like with the chicken and whatnot, making burritos, like, I mean, again, and it would kind of depend on if you can have food in the ice chest or if you have ice chest, whatever. But like, if you personally are like, okay, chicken, that's going to be my protein, like cook some kind of chicken beforehand at home when you have time, put it in a container and then be able to like take that with you to work. And then if you get called out, like, there you go, have that ready. Just you at least have something, you know? Mm-hmm. That's a really great point, actually. Um, what I typically see happen with our seasonals on our district is that no one really brings mm-hmm. lunch with them. And then we get the fire call. And they're like, hey, I got to run to the store and go grab lunch. Yeah, sure. I got to run to the gas station. It's like, no, <laughs> you can't. You have to go with us. So mm-hmm. eating MREs or, you know, Mountain House or my favorite one for like the freezer dried or freeze dried meals. Um, is the peak fuel peak fuel is what it's called and they have better macros they have higher protein count per serving and everything um so that's what my whole district has switched over to they taste better than but um they get stuck having to cook those or eat uh the mres or whatever snacks they have left on the truck or something that they find or whatever's left in their life so prepping and bringing food with you to work absolutely do that's like a must if you want to be able to be happy with what you're eating and be able to, you know, sustain any kind of happy space. <laughs> like, I don't know about you guys, but, like, I can tell if I'm not eating, like, a full, well-rounded meal, like, for a, a decent amount of time, like, a week or whatever, like, I get super grouchy. I don't feel good, and I'm like, don't talk to me. <laughs> like, I'm not in a happy place. Yeah. Yes. So just setting yourself up for yeah. success is really the ultimate... Yeah. Like overall, this entire setting yourself up for success for all aspects of it, like fitness and nutrition, especially in this job, you have to, or else you're just gonna, you know, suffer a little bit. And some people like to suffer, but I don't. I like being happy and enjoying what I'm doing, and so that's what I do. But um, those are pretty all the questions that are fitness and nutrition related. I'll save the other ones because they're not really related to this. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to take questions and I'm going to film responses to all of them and I'm going to post them on my Instagram. It'll probably, it'll be over the next couple of weeks that I do all this stuff just because I have a lot of other stuff going on too. Um, But I will have all these answers up and then whatever other questions that come up, like if you get, or if I get, or people, you know, throw them in here and afterwards when we're watching, then I'll answer all of those too. But I uh, absolutely, love helping people with all this stuff this is like my big priority in fixing our fire culture is changing the way fitness and nutrition is looked at and stuff like that um like i said the 18 week and the 12 week practice prep are going to be free to download on my bio as soon as we are done here and then also what i was going to do is offer free calls with anybody that wants to have like a fitness nutrition overhaul um just looking at your current plan and helping you make it like making suggestions on how to improve it and stuff like that so i'll put a link in my bio as well to schedule a call for whoever wants to do that if they do um i'm more than happy to get on it's totally free um and then just answer any other kind of questions and stuff that people yeah and i don't know like whenever i post the recording of this if you have that information um if you want to pass that to me i can always throw that in here that way you know if people watch it on my page they'll have it um totally up to you either way yeah yeah okay yeah, I'll send it to you. Okay. Um, Sweet. We get off of here, so. Cool. Well, I don't know if anybody is really on to ask more questions, but if anybody out there does have questions, feel free to ask. Um, this has been super great. Like, I'm, I'm really glad that you came on and we're able to just chat about this. I think it's that point in the season, like, people should definitely be thinking about it if they're not already. So this is very, very beneficial, I think. Thank you for having me on here. It's been really nice. Like I love watching all your other ones and I love that you're doing this. So thank you for giving people the opportunity to speak out and talk about different topics. Yeah. It's just, it's been fun. I mean, a lot of people, I think, you know, they're like, Hey, I like, I like this content or I like this topic or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, come on. Like I, I just want to be able to provide a platform for people to come on and talk. Like, I, I don't know. I like doing this. It's fun. I get to talk to a bunch of different people. So it's awesome. Yeah, I love seeing stuff and, like, what everyone runs into. I love seeing, 
like this community of fire is so big and it's so small but it's so big there's a huge variety of people in here that do all kinds of different things and so it's really fun to see what everybody's into and what everybody's liking yeah. to do so this yeah, is really thanks. cool so thank you for I'm excited i got um i have a girl in dispatch that's going to be coming on i think next week or the week after james he was on earlier um he's going to come on and talk just kind of different fire experience experiences um and then ronnie she's also going to come on and just kind of share like what she does with helping people get into fire and i don't know it's exciting so yeah yeah really cool just to see all different mm -hmm. parts of people's lives and how they relate to the yeah there's so many cool things out yeah. there this is really cool fun. Cool. Well, awesome. I don't want to waste any more time. It's been it's a all good. Over an hour. <laughs> cool. Well, if nobody else has questions, I will go ahead. We can wrap this up. And then, like I said, I'll add your info in. That way, if people want to reach out, they'll be able to get in touch with you. And then I typically do add it um, Facebook, YouTube. I've got Spotify, Apple Podcasts. So that way, people can just have it on multiple platforms. So we'll be all set. Uh, yeah. For yeah, thank thanks for, for coming us. on, James. Uh, so I'll do the link to scheduling a call with me if they want to, and then it's only open for like down at a time, just because I don't really know what my full schedule is going to be. But um, it's open for two weeks out at a time. But if you want to schedule a call, it's like thirty minutes. We'll just talk about whatever, and then um, also. I'll send you the link for downloading the 12 and 18 week pack test prep, but also it'll be in my bio as well. And then I'll give you my Instagram and my email or whatever, if you cool. want that stuff for people to reach out. Awesome. Sounds like fun. Cool. Well, thanks yeah. Robin. I really appreciate you coming on and sharing today. Yep. Yes, you thanks. too. All right. Thank you. Bye guys.